0: so as we've been looking at family living in heavenly reality, there were several things that we said, all right, if we want to live into this, what are some of the things that we need to really be focusing in on developing in our lives as individuals, developing in our community as a whole? We started the year talking about relational health. We talked about covenant and what it means for us to be a people who commit to God and commit to one another in that relationship with God. We talked about healthy leadership a bit. A couple of weeks ago, Janae talked uh, about Um, mental health. Ryan talked about emotional health last week. And tonight, I'm actually going to talk about physical health, which wasn't actually the plan originally when we laid everything out. I was going to talk about spiritual health tonight, but a couple weeks ago, Ryan was like, Why don't you talk about physical health? And I was like, "Uh, I'll think about it. I'll kind of figure out whether or not that's something I should do, something I'm supposed to do. And even this Thursday at our teaching team meeting, um, I texted Janae before that, and I was like, oh, "If you have any input, let me know." I feel like this has been one of the most difficult messages that I've like tried to wrap my heart around, and um, and one of the struggles I think is just because in our our context and our culture we separate the physical, from like the reality of our mental lives, the reality of our emotional lives, and the reality of our spiritual lives. And for some reason, I, I think because the physical realm, our bodies, like is, are something that, that we can touch, it's something that we can quantify, it's something that we can see, and it's something that we like very clearly understand, like these inputs will affect me in this way. And because we can understand our physical lives in that way, I think we have a tendency to distance it from the spiritual spiritual and and by doing that I think that we have a hard time uh, embracing like the opportunity that our physical lives are as an act of worship to God and so tonight as we look at physical health I hope that we can kind of really dive into what it means for us to be people who um, embrace the physical realm in a way that is an act of worship to God because I think there's a huge opportunity for us to do that there And to really begin to to be people who worship through our physical lives. Um, And I I don't want to like convince you of anything tonight. Like I feel like so much of our culture and so much of like our middle school health class was to like tell us we should be healthy and here are the eight food groups or five, however many there are. Um, You know, but the truth is so many of us like distance ourselves from even thinking about the physical until we experience some pain that forces us to do so, right? Like people start running after they have a heart attack or they start eating well after they've been diagnosed with diabetes or cancer. And and we talk a lot about physical healing and and I believe that God can come and do that thing in us if we come to that point or for whatever reason we contract the disease or the doctors say that like we have this thing that's incurable, whatever it might be, I believe that God has the power to supernaturally come and do that. But at the same time, I think God has invited us into the process of co-laboring with him in the realm of physical health in our lives on a daily basis. And, and as I was talking to Ryan on Thursday, I was just like, man, I'm having a hard time of figuring out like how to make this important for us. And he's like, well, what's the end goal? Like what's the big picture? And as we were talking, we kind of came to this and I thought it was so poignant as we start thinking about physical health. And it's that if your life is worth living, then your life is worth extending. And if you're being used for a purpose, and if you believe that God has commissioned you for something specific in this world, and that you believe that God has a reason that you're alive today, then you should embrace every opportunity that you have, and I should embrace every opportunity I have to agree with him that our life is important. And thereby saying, all right, Lord, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that I'm alive so that I can do the things that you've called me to do. Now, of course, God calls us to do crazy things and take risks, and that might get us killed. I don't know. But when it comes to what we can do with our physical health on a daily basis, I think God has given us a call to co-labor with him and valuing our life by living as much as we can so that we can serve him in this process. And I just want us to pause here and think about the value of our lives. I want to give you space to think about the value of your life. Because there are people in the room tonight who come in here in pain. There are people in the room tonight who come in here and say, I don't know if my life is worth anything. I don't know what my life is worth. I also know there are people in here who have recently taken new risks and are stepping into new things or have been presented with new opportunities and are are excited about what lies ahead of them in life. People who have received a call from God and are well on the path of living that thing out and are loving life right now. And if that's you tonight, as we pause to consider the value of our life, just rejoice that God is doing something in you. And for those of you who are struggling right now and are asking questions about what it means to be alive, let's just allow this time to be a time where God speaks to us and reminds us of what he's saying about who we are. So let's all close our eyes, and I'm going to read over us Psalm 139, uh, verses 14 through 18. And this is God just reminding us about who we are, about how important... He sees us through the words of David who wrote um, this psalm to him. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes... I saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I am awake, I am still with you. God, thank you that you know us. Thank you, thank you that you value us. Thank you that we're important to you. That you knew every single one of our days before we lived any of them. That you saw us for who we are the most authentic version of who we are, the way you see us, the things you believe about us. You saw those things before we were even born. And so tonight, God, I just I speak life over the people in this room. I speak purpose over the people in this room. I speak value over the people in this room. And God, as we receive that from you, God, let us live in such a way that we treat each other that way. That our lives and our interactions with one another are constantly speaking the value that you see over us to each other. That we are revealing that truth with our words, with our deeds, with our care for one another, with our compassion for one another. Lord, let us take on your words for us. Our own self-identity would be defined by who you say we are. Help us, Lord. <laughs> just there where you are, just in the silence of this moment, just say a prayer of thanks to him. Just thank him for something. thanks so, for our lives. We speak a life over this place and over this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Brian and Janae did a wonderful job leading us through emotional health and relational health, and tonight we're talking about physical health. And I just wanted to kind of like give us a little visual picture, maybe, of what all of this looks like um, as we experience um, a draw toward emotional health and mental health and. And I think a lot of times we say, you know, those are really important things. We see the value of embracing the importance of those things. We even see how it ties to our spiritual life. And in scripture, um, God um, kind of and those who are writing talk about these two components of who we are as the soul. And then there's the other piece of who we are, the body, which in this context, we refer to like our physical health, which is what we're talking about tonight. And all of these things exist in the realm of the spiritual, like our spiritual health is something that's important and something that we talk a lot about. And even in this diagram, I think what we're trying to do, what I'm trying to do is represent how all of these things are related. Janae did a great job talking about how our mental health and our emotional health are so integrally linked. And in the same way we see those things integrally linked, we see how our physical health affects our spiritual health. I don't know if you've ever kind of like stayed up all night or been really tired and tried to engage with God. The way we feel physically definitely affects our lives spiritually. The way we feel emotionally and the things that we're experiencing in the emotional emotional realm affects what we think. What we think affects our spiritual life. All of these things exist as the whole person. And we understand that God desires to care for the whole of who we are, mind spirit, and body. And that's what we're focusing in on tonight. And this is kind of like a newer conversation, I think, in our cultural context, because just the reality is that we live in an age where there's far more choice than any other age before us. And for the most part, a lot of us in our daily lives don't move around a lot. Maybe we have jobs where we're sitting most of the time, or we're in a small room, in a small space, whatever it might be. So in most of human history, people have had very limited options when it comes to what they eat, and most of them are moving throughout the day and have to walk a certain distance to get something as simple as water, which isn't the case for us. And so kind of summarizing that idea this way, we must talk more broadly and consistently about physical health in the modern age age because wealth and invention have increased choice while diminishing physical labor. And the reason I think this is important to mention is because we're going to look at several scriptures tonight that kind of mention physical health and how God cares about our physical life. But what we don't find in scripture are long passages where Paul's writing like what our diet should be like. We see those things in the Old Testament, but what we're actually talking about tonight, and we'll get into kind of the kosher stuff in a little bit, in a a few minutes, but what we're talking about tonight is kind of a new idea for us to understand our physical health in kind of our modern context, because even when you think about it kind of anciently when it comes to choice or gluttony, maybe you think about, like, a king lying out on a mattress with, like, people fanning him with palm fronds, with grapes suspended over his mouth, like choice, abundant choice, was not a huge part of people's everyday lives. Like, at one point, somebody invented cornflakes, and that was, like, that one product was the cereal aisle. Today, we actually have a cereal aisle with literally, like, hundreds of boxes of cereal. And I don't really eat cereal, but I think, for me, the most, like, the nearest equivalent is going to Office Depot and trying to buy a pen Like, do you have this choice tension like I do? Like, I stand in front of the pens for 20 minutes trying to find which pen I want. Uh, But the same thing is true when it comes to food. Like, we have far more options today. And because we have those options, it's not like we have bread and the chicken that runs around in our backyard. Like, we can literally drive through any of like a hundred restaurants on a daily basis. There is a new level of intentionality that we have to bring into this conversation when it comes to our physical health. So what is physical health? Kind of defining it like this tonight. Physical health is a value for life that trains us for discernment and discipline in all areas of life. Again, going back to this picture here, when you and I practice discernment and discipline in the physical realm, it teaches us what it means to be discerning and disciplined people in all of these other areas as well. So our physical health is an act of worship in itself, But because it's so physical, because we can see direct input and how those direct inputs affect us, it immediately kind of becomes a symbol, like the easiest way for us to practice discipline and discernment in all of these other areas. And so physical health and the ideas of discipline and discernment are really helpful if we're trying to live a life that practices discipline and discernment in the spiritual, emotional, and mental areas of our lives as well. Because we can begin practicing really clear things in those areas that help us kind of move forward in a new way. So we're going to talk about these ideas of discernment and discipline. First, the idea of discernment. We're going to look at this idea. Everything has spiritual value, and we thrive more fully when we embrace that value. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And so in this verse, Paul is writing to the Corinthians and he's talking about some rules, some disputes that they're having about what to eat when and who's allowed to eat what and in what scenarios is it okay for us to eat this meat. And I think what Paul is saying to us primarily here in this verse is be conscious of what you're eating and be intentional about what you're eating. I think a lot of times we find ourselves just being kind of like distant from the process of engaging in our physical health, right? Have you ever, like, had a bag of Skittles and realized that, like, you're out of Skittles without realizing that you ate all the Skittles? right we just kind of like mindlessly eat things from time to time and i think what it means for us to worship in any of these areas or to develop in 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 any of these areas is for us to bring a new level of consciousness and intentionality recognizing that every area of life is an opportunity for that area of life to be an act of worship and we really readily accept these ideas when it comes to our mental lives and our emotional lives this week I was at the gym, oddly enough, which is irrelevant to the story, although it does apply to physical health. Um, and my friend Will asked me a simple question. I told him I was going out of town. He asked me a question about what is I going to go visit this place, and I just like was like, "No, absolutely not." And it wasn't like a, it wasn't an affront to him, but it was just this like spur of the moment, really bizarre reaction. He asked me a simple question, and I reacted kind of weird. And and I later like was was processing it i was like lord why did i respond that way and as i asked the question i began to understand like well that thing is related to this and here's how you feel that and here's what you think about this idea and and i didn't consciously process all of that in the moment but in the moment all of that came out in my response to will and as i was able to go away and be intentional about processing lord what happened in that moment? How can I live a life that's more balanced emotionally? How can I live a life that really engages like with mental health and being able to respond to things well? And in the same way we show that level of intentionality to our mental and emotional lives, what if we showed that level of intentionality to our physical lives as well? What if instead of stop walk, like continuing to walk around like zombies just eating what's in front of us and eating things because they taste good, we had a level of intentionality about what we're eating? And I asked that question this week. Like, why do I eat what I eat? And I was like, thought about that for a while. Why do I eat what I eat? And then I was like, because it tastes good, really. I mean, kind of a simple answer. And that's an okay answer. Like, things tasting good is a great great thing. But there are a lot of things that we do because they feel good to us that we immediately know aren't good for us and intentionally stop trying to do. But rarely do we do that in the physical realm. If something tastes good, we eat it. But there are other things in our lives that we know like those things aren't good for us even though they make us feel good. And so that we would bring a new level of intentionality when it comes to our discernment Of our physical life in the same way we do with our emotional and uh, and mental lives as well as our spiritual life. Um, So Ephesians five eighteen really I think shows us this concept of understanding our uh, our need for discernment when it comes to our physical health. And this is the verse that Ephesians five eighteen: Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead. Be filled with the Spirit. And it's weird, like, these two things kind of juxtaposing one another. Don't be drunk on wine. Instead, be full of the Holy Spirit. And when it comes to, like, drinking, when it comes to taking drugs, like, we understand how those things affect us physically, and we understand how those things affect us spiritually at times, right? But what if there is a reality in our existence tonight that in the same way we think about alcohol affecting our body, in the same way we think about drugs affecting our body, we need to think about like how a McDonald's Big Mac affects our body. And like, that's like something we can maybe chuckle about, but maybe we see immediate effects of drinking a lot of alcohol. But what if the same amount of damage is being done to our bodies by eating crappy food over a long period of time, and we're just doing it because it tastes good, and we're doing it because it's easy, and we're doing it because it's cheap, and we're missing out the whole time on the opportunity to take these things before the Lord and say, Lord, how can I make my physical life an act of worship before you? It's an opportunity It's a missed opportunity to partner with God and co-labor with him as an act of worship to allow our physical bodies to be given over to him for his purposes and his ways because our lives are important and if our lives are important, they're important enough for us to eat well and treat our bodies well. We understand like this conversation about how music affects our mood, right? Like we go into a space, we're in a restaurant and like they turn down the lights and they're playing soft music and we understand how that affects the mood but if like they turned it up really loud and started playing like double kick drum like hardcore music as we're trying to have this nice meal maybe some of you would like that more but it would definitely change the environment right And so if we're, if we're understanding how like the music around us affects our physical life and our mental life and our emotional life and ultimately our spiritual life, why would we discount the reality that what we're putting in our bodies on a regular basis is affecting everything about how we're experiencing life? If we're having emotional issues tonight, there is a potential that changing what we eat and how we live from a physical standpoint on a daily basis could help us overcome our emotion, our emotional issues. It's all connected, and all of it is an opportunity for worship. So that's discernment. Like having this filter, Lord, show me what I should be taking in. Give me discernment about what should I, what should I be taking in. And there's the other side of this coin, discipline. We look at it this way, physical health requires discipline, and helps us become more disciplined in all things. Again, that idea that as we practice physical discipline in our physical lives, we begin to have the capacity to see what it means to be uh, disciplined in our emotional, mental, and spiritual lives as well. Because you can see immediate payoff. There's like a, a reward system that's built into discipline in our physical life, and it gets us used to this This process of being disciplined in our lives and we begin seeing those rewards and it's like wait if this is how my my discipline and my physical life is affecting me maybe discipline in my mental emotional and spiritual lives will also elicit some really great fruit And we begin practicing discipline in the rest of our lives first corinthians six twelve, i have the right to do anything you say but not everything is beneficial i have the right to do anything Right? We like say it adamantly like that because we know, like, don't tell me what to do. I have the right to do anything. But I love this. It's like so poignant. But I will not be mastered by anything. You know what? You have the right to do whatever you want. Right? I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm not giving you a list of foods to eat. You can do what you want. But I think it's important that we ask the question, do we want to be mastered by things or do we want to live our lives? Do we want to live in slavery to the things around us or do we want to be proactive in the life that God has created us to live? So you can eat what you want, but just recognize that you're being undisciplined and those things are maybe controlling you. And the Lord has given us power over those things that we would not be mastered by anything, but that we would live a life of discipline and the fruit of the spirit of self-control. And in this idea of discipline and discernment we see kind of abstinence and action kind of this idea physical health is a combination of saying no to some pleasures and saying yes to some pains saying no to some pleasures saying yes to some pains has anyone ever tried either of those let me see your hands come on anybody everybody i'm sure everybody has tried those things at least at some point. To say no to some pleasures, like staying awake all night to watch the latest season that's all been released on Netflix at the same time. Right? That's a pleasure. But then you wake up the next day if you slept at all, right? If I slept at all, I wake up the next day and then I live a life where my physical body is not ready to handle these things well my emotional, my mental, and my spiritual lives are immediately affected because I didn't choose to say no to a momentary pleasure. Or maybe it's like, and of course this doesn't apply to me, eating like five baskets of chips and salsa at the Mexican restaurant. That definitely applies to me. That is like my arch nemesis. And it's one of those things where I can eat like three baskets of chips and salsa before the meal eat the entire entree be completely full and then eat three more baskets of chips and salsa you know what i mean yeah right chips and salsa are so good and here's the thing i'm not telling you never to eat chips and salsa i'm not telling you never to eat three baskets of chips and salsa but if you're going to do it don't do it by accident do it on purpose make an intentional make an intentional decision to do it this is why we do things that is that aren't healthy for us because we shut off our mind we shut off our our emotions and we eat from our will we eat from this place of complete decided ignorance and i'm not saying it's bad to eat three baskets of chips and salsa once a year just all eat three baskets of chips and salsa every day. Which I want to do. I get it. But for us to live a healthy life means that we say no to some pleasures. Because my body is important. Because my body is the vessel that carries the rest of who I am around for me to do the things that God has called me to do. And I can't ignore how important it is. So we say no to some pleasures, and we say yes to some pains. Does anyone actually love cardio? See? And some people say yes, and you people are crazy, which is so good. But here is the thing. People who love cardio have developed an appetite for it, and people who don't eat three baskets of chips and salsa every day have trained themselves to lose the appetite for it. Because we all have our chips and salsa. Maybe for you it's the sweet. I like the salty. Maybe you like the chocolate. Whatever it is for you, we all have the chips and salsa. And we all have to be in control of our appetites to say no to some pleasures and to say yes to some pains so that we can live a life where our physical health honors God. And it can be a struggle and it can be a wrestle, but it's really good. And we're going to end with this. In addition to all of this stuff, because this is what we hear all the time. Every time we hear about kind of like our physical health, we we hear about it in the context of don't do this. And this is what you should do. Get up and run a mile. Get up and walk. You have to stand every 14 seconds. Your I, y, your Apple watch will vibrate so you know that you've been sitting too long. It's like, do this, don't do that. Eat this, don't eat that. And all of those things are important. I'm not discounting them for a moment. But on the same, like on the other hand, in the same world, we have to understand the value of resting and enjoying life part of living a physically healthy life is knowing when we have the opportunity to enjoy the gifts that God has given us this message is titled chips and salsa so I'll just talk about it one more time chips and salsa are a gift but like every gift when we don't use the gift properly the gift becomes a curse Your favorite food is a gift when you are master of it, and it is not master of you. Our physical health is an example of what it means for us to live a life of power. Who has power in your life? You or the things around you? Physical health includes valuing and embracing the gift of enjoying life. Um, I have a small group on Tuesdays, Landon and Allison Pontius are in that small group. Last Tuesday, Allison made this amazing blueberry pie, and I ate a slice of that blueberry pie, and it was so wonderful, and I was so thankful for it, and I was so thankful that Allison knows how to make a blueberry pie that I actually like to eat, like, because usually when the you're a, like a thing, and they bring out the cheesecake, and there's like one raspberry on top. I'm like, I guess I'll eat that raspberry because I don't really like cake. She made an entire blueberry pie of pie crust just full of blueberries. It was the best blueberry pie I've ever had in my life. It's the first time I've eaten a whole piece of pie. I just don't like pie. I like chips and salsa. I'm not saying I'm better than you. That's just not my nemesis. All right. So this idea of like valuing life and embracing it, like we can't, We can't just be robots. And as we move through life and develop new disciplines, our appetites shift. But I also have to just give you permission tonight. And maybe I'm I'm stupid for even saying this because none of us need permission to do this because we all already do it. But I think it's important to say because all of this is a balance. And this is, I was with a friend this week a group of friends and one friend said to another friend, this girl was like, hey, I have to wake up early in the morning, so I think I'm going to go right now, And which is a good thing to do most of the time, but sometimes you've got to break the rules. And this is what he said to her, you won't remember how tired you were, but you will remember how much fun you had, right? That's good. So as you think about your physical health, like these are two things that we hold in tension. You just living a life of not doing anything or not enjoying anything and just being like a robot who only eats what whatever book you're reading says you should eat, like that's not, that's just slavery to a different thing now. Like enjoy life and, and take time to like make physical health the tension that it is. Like most of the time you need to do the right thing. But sometimes it's really great just to not do the right thing. And that's the right thing in the right moment. And just own it, right? Eat the piece of blueberry pie. Don't eat the piece of blueberry pie every day. All right? Stand up. Oh, applause. Let me just tell you this. Um, So at the beginning, I said, like, this has been one of the most difficult messages that it's been that, that like I've ever had to try to give. And I'm really thankful for the challenge of Ryan saying like, give this, try it. And, and working through it in my own life and asking myself a lot of questions about the things I do and why I do them and bringing those things before the Lord. And even as I'm standing up here tonight, I'm like, this seems way too practical to be spiritual. But the moment we start separating the practical from the spiritual, we're just screwed. We have to, we have to put them together. And that's, that's where we are tonight. So I want us to just pause right here, close your eyes, and just, we're going to take a couple seconds to reflect. Think about the, your eating habits. Like, is there a way that maybe in this next week you can shift what you eat or how you eat to a new level of intentionality and bring those things before the Lord and make your food worship. So that's that discernment part. Then that second half is the discipline part. Is there there something about your physical activity or lack thereof that maybe you can tweak this week to make it more of an act of worship? Because your life is important. And if your life is important, then extending your life is important. Co-laboring with God to be alive and be able to be functional in your life and enjoy your life along the way is important. So is there something that you can do to allow your physical activity to become an act of worship this week? Maybe for some of us, it's going to the gym one less time. It's becoming a little less obsessive. I'm just gonna like pray a blessing of health over us because I'll come back around to what I said at the beginning. We believe that our God is a God who can heal disease. Our God is a God who can can fix a, a broken heart after it's had a heart attack and can come in and clear out cancer that may be the result of us eating crap for our entire lives. But God, tonight we wanna be an example of what it means to be a healthy people. Like co-laboring with you, like showing the world, like there's that picture of David in the Old Testament. King Nebuchadnezzar is feeding all of these people, all of this like decadent food, the choicest meats. And Daniel and his friends are, are eating healthy. And it becomes a testimony to the power and beauty of God that we would be those kinds of people who live those kinds of healthy lives that become an example to the world of what it means to live a healthy life, co-laboring with God as our our eating and activity or an act of worship. Yes, Lord. And God, I pray health over every person in this room tonight. I pray life, I affirm the life of each person in this room tonight, the fact that you've chosen for us to be here, the fact that you knit us together, specifically the way you knit us together. Unlike any person, the seven billion people on the face of this planet, nobody's made like the people in this room. And we thank you for that uniqueness tonight. And we praise you for that uniqueness tonight. And we lift up each person in this room. We value their life. And I pray that each of us would take on a value for life the way you value our life. And so God, tonight as we worship, as we sing these songs, we sing them from a place of help. And as we sing these words out over this place tonight, we pray that your Holy Spirit would come and just detox our bodies tonight. That you would wash through us and you would take out whatever exists in us as the result of not treating our physical lives, our physical bodies, the way that you want us to treat them. As a temple where you dwell, come in and just clean us out tonight. And may our choices moving forward reflect in a, a, a declaration of honor for ourselves and for you. We love you, God.